0: Welcome back to life, Mike. You remember a few weeks ago when the winds blew here across Utah, knocking over trees and destroying homes, knocking out power to tens of thousands of Utahns. That was a wild day. And here's the thing: the the, the 2020 is such that events like that uh, it can happen. the The winds can dust up, and then we just a few weeks later uh, can can be moved right on and ready for the. The next dilemma of 2020. Well, it turns out we're not ready to completely move on. There uh, are still many trees uh, knocked over. You may be able to look out your window right now and see that there are some felled trees which are in need of removal. Hopefully you got your power back. I think I think they got all those... Uh, all the lights turned back on. I think that uh, worked out okay for Rocky Mountain Power. That's all right. Uh, I was uh, intrigued, and someday I'd like to talk to uh, w- someone who had the experience of being without power for for a full week. If, if that was you, would you send me a text message? Five seven five zero zero. that's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Uh, I'd just like some tips. I, I, how do you keep yourself busy? How do you keep yourself entertained and fed and warm and showered? Uh, I, I don't know. I've been lucky. I've had... I've had... Uh, <laughs> Electricity throughout the, the windstorm. Anyway, uh, I digress. There was a conversation uh, had uh, b- between uh, the, the mayor, Mayor Mendenhall in, in Salt Lake City, and she discussed uh, many of the trees which had come down uh, around the, the, the community, specifically in, say, uh, Liberty Park. And there were great questions about, oh, my gosh, these trees are are old and they are beautiful and they are grown and the wood is uh, very valuable. Uh, and, well, she discusses that.
1: It's not only the downed trees, but the loosened trees. They're like loose teeth there right now. And I've seen uh, families and kids climbing and taking pictures on the, the downed and fallen trees, some of those are leaning on these loosened trees that could fall at any time. We really need people for their own safety to stay out of these parks and also to give our crews the space they need to do that work.
0: All right, well, that, that remains true. And then uh, in that same conversation, she discussed uh, a tree recovery.
1: So our urban forestry is absolutely capable of doing amazing work they've increased their work by 100% without that kind of personnel resources and I know that their passion for trees my passion for trees but really our residents passion to grow our urban forest is plenty strong so we will grow back but we've lost trees that are 60 to 100 years old some even older than that and our city will not look the same for the rest of my life Um, but the best time to plant a tree is 25 years ago and the second best time is today we're going to do everything we can to put trees in the ground as fast as possible.
0: All right, so there's all the drama. There is the uh, the unfortunate reality. We lost some big trees around the community, and not just there, but uh, and wherever the winds blew. And so you ask yourself, and now's an appropriate time to do so, uh, wh- what are the benefits? What are the positives? And thanks to some good creative thinking, the fine folks at Utah's Hogel Zoo have an idea. Joining me on the line is Erica Hansen, spokesperson for the zoo. Erica, how are you? How are you? I'm all right. How'd you fare when the wind's blew? You, your house stay all right?
2: I did okay, and I ha- also had power, but boy, did my heart go out to those who who went without it for so long, because we take it for granted,
0: don't we? Absolutely. Uh, until the moment you're unable to charge your cell phone. <laughs> you know, you never think about electricity. <laughs> at least that's exactly how it is for right. me. Uh, all right. Listen, you uh, at the zoo have uh, a plan for some of these uh, fallen trees. W- what are you up to and how are you putting them to use?
2: speaks to my colleagues up here who are just constantly on the lookout for how can we you know do more for our animals and when we saw these trees go down and i think we're all so sad because we all of us love these trees in these parks but we use a lot of trees up here in our exhibit at the zoo so we've been working with the city and the division of forestry to bring some of these trees the, and that the size of them is massive i was down at fairmont park with our crews the other day and these are massive, heavy trees, and so we've been um, working with them and bringing these trees up one by one so that we can refresh some of our exhibits, we can use some of the trees for animal enrichment, and we're just really so grateful to kind of be able to participate in repurposing some of these gorgeous
0: trees. Well, you know, we, we mentioned taking things for granted. I'm a uh, big fan of the zoo. In fact, my little baby, Piper, uh, made her second visit to the Hogel Zoo just a, a few weekends ago, uh, had a great time, fed uh, oh, the good. lovely giraffe up there. Uh, some lettuce. One thing that I have always taken for granted are the the, the trees or the, the logs and limbs that, uh, you know, the various animals enjoy there and turn into to their home. Uh, let me ask you this. As you move some of these trees, these massive trees uh, to Utah's Hogle Zoo, w- which animals are getting them first?
2: Well, that is a really great question. So we've already given some of the smaller chunks to some animals. So elephants, even though they're massive animals, they they just need kind of an average size kind of tree. They like to dig their tusks in there and rip that bark off and kind of get a little fiber hit, if you know what I mean. But some of the really big trees we're going to put in the grizzly bear exhibit. So we have those old logs in there, but those bears come out and they just strip those logs down with those claws of theirs. And so those trees are pretty bare. So we need to get a crane up here and crane those old logs out of there and then we're going to crane the new the new trees in into that space so that should be pretty fun to watch i think in the next week or two we'll get that crane up here and so hopefully some of the exhibits will look just a little bit fresher it saves the zoo money in that regard as well and then a lot of the animals use it to just you know maybe sharpen their claws they like the smell um that kind of thing we can also use the trees to maybe build shade structures and things like that
0: very cool uh these animals are not going to use these trees to climb out are they
2: no. <laughs> no, we're actually three steps ahead of them on that, I
0: promise. That's great. Uh, tell me what uh, what folks can expect up at the zoo these days. I know that uh, COVID has not been kind to the zoo. It has impacted attendance a, a great deal. You and I have been back and forth a number of times throughout this COVID pandemic. Uh, times are not easy uh, for zookeepers, for the animals, uh, for zoo attendance. What, what can folks expect right now, and how can they uh, enjoy the zoo feeling protected from the COVID virus?
2: Yeah, the timing of the COVID closure for the zoo was kind of a double whammy because that spring rush of zoo attendance is what kind of fills the coffers financially to get us through the upcoming winter season when attendance dips. So um, we are looking, we'd love to have more visitors come up to the zoo. It is safe. Masks are encouraged outside, but they are required indoors. Um, and then we're ready to kick off blue lights, which we were not sure throughout the year if we'd be able to do blue lights or not, but... We do feel like it fits in with all the safety protocols. So blue lights will go on, and that begins in October, pretty much runs through most of October. You just want to go double-check those dates. And, again, that's timed entry, and, you know, we're doing distancing. We have hand sanitizer and all that stuff that we've grown accustomed to. But we'd love to see you guys out. We want to get it back to normal as soon as possible.
0: Erica Hansen, spokesperson for Utah's Hogel Zoo, thank you so much. Congratulations on getting creative with these trees. I'm glad that there's a uh, at least something of a silver lining after the wind swept through and that someone uh, or some creature here in Utah can put those down trees to good use. Uh, best of luck to you, all right? Great, right, thanks. All right, that's going to do it for today's program. Thank you so much. We've covered... Uh, so much ground today I would invite you to go back and have a listen to some of the conversations of today at the KSL news radio app in addition to all the updates on school closures you can also access the podcasts of today there's an interesting thing taking place uh, interesting and unfortunate in Utah County and that is the the need for a, a mask mandate at least as viewed by uh, the commissioners and the, the Department of Health there in the county we've had a number of conversations including uh, with the dissenting Commissioner Bill Lee. If you want to hear that conversation, you can find it on the KSL News Radio app powered by Any Hour Services. That's it for me. Time for me to step aside. Make way for the great Jeff Kaplan as he brings you Jeff Kaplan's afternoon news here on KSL News Radio.